0: Hello, and welcome to episode 47 of the D&D Music Factory podcast. I am David, and I'm Dan, and Dan, why don't you tell everybody what we will be breaking down today?
1: So we got another fun episode for you here Um, after our little uh, excursion break here. Yeah,
0: sorry about that, everyone. We uh, yeah, technical issues, but we believe everything is completely fixed now Um, onto a new computer and new interface and hopefully... Nothing but better and brighter days ahead. So yeah, apologies for that. But yeah, the uh,
1: machines tell us that they will be gentle overlords, yes, and that we should yes. all accept them as our new and established gods.
0: Do you know that's how? Um, that's how Grimes and Elon Musk got together. Was like making jokes about was it Rocco Basilisk the theory that if you're nice to the machines when they take over, that you'll be an ally and not an enemy. Interesting. And then like he made a joke, and then they like that's how they started fucking.
1: That seems like the most,
0: yeah. Them thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're right. That does. That they're does they're one of those groups. Like I them. think of
1: them the same way I think of Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Where everything I know about them is against my will. Yes. Like I don't want to know anything about these yeah. people. Yeah, they're not good people. Yeah, they're not. Like, I've never been a big into Grimes music. I know a lot I, of people I really, really like, like music. What she what she makes? Yeah, not my thing. And like I I really honestly only heard it in like maybe the last like six months. Oh okay, yeah. I've been um,
0: following her for since she started putting stuff out. Yeah, there. I know she's been huge yeah. on
1: like the chill wave. Like mm-hmm. everybody loves that. Yeah, yeah, I'm into. Uh, it. She's like a you know she's up there with Beach House. As like they're mm-hmm. one of their like lording sort of artists. Yep, has been. Yeah, yep. Uh, but.
0: Yeah, but fuck Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Although I was on an airplane with them and didn't realize until we were in in the baggage check, and it was during COVID, and she wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah, and she wasn't as pretty in real life as I thought she would be.
1: Well, they say when you see a lot of these like celebrity photos, they're like they are completely retouched in every way. Yeah, for sure. Um, which is just like insane. Oh, there's Um, a
0: there's a video that came out the other day of him, Machine Gun Kelly covering a song. Absolutely terrible. Oh,
1: yeah. Him doing a system of a down. That's right? what it was. Doing he was just aerials. like smoking the entire time. Yeah. It was just like really, just, really, he just
0: could not sing at rough. all. It's rough. Yeah, it's pretty like bad. Like people
1: were relating it to the, uh, the puddle the of mud. The dude from Puddle of Mud yes. doing Nirvana. Yeah. Like they were yeah. like, this is the same thing. And yeah, the worst was. All the people you saw, like, defending it, like, this isn't that bad. You're like, no, this no. is
0: fucking awful. Fucking bro. really bad. Like, like you're I talking yourself say, into it. Like,
1: if I was at a bar and it was happening in front of me and it wasn't a famous person, mm-hmm. I it, would still be like, this is really bad.
0: You wouldn't. Yeah, you would. You'd be like, this is shit. Yeah. Be yeah, like, this is shit. This is karaoke like, great. So are
1: we going somewhere else? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not hanging leave. out for this. Yeah, we would leave. Yeah. So.
0: Oh, yeah. So anyway, Dan. Anyway. Uh, yeah. What's our topic? So
1: this episode is going to be our top 10 songs to sing in the shower the ones that when you're in the booth you're in the you're in the uh what's the joke always uh in the lab
0: yeah in the yeah. um
1: you're in the lab in the vocal booth uh-huh. by yourself mm-hmm. the vent the the shower head is the mic yep unless you have one of those removable ones cuz then you'll drown um,
0: well I do but you can you uh I have it's both so it's got like the overhead one and then you can take the other one off oh, and oh, I was, switch between them.
1: I was here the other day. Yeah. It it does both. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I mean, I don't have one of this Yeah, I yeah, wish one. I did. Yeah. Sounds 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 great.
0: Well it's best for it's best for cleaning the tub because then you can get the water all the way on the far parts.
1: That's true. Yeah. I can't do that. It's a nightmare.
0: Yeah. I have to get a cup. Yep. That's <sighs> why I got it. Yeah. I know. Yeah.
1: That's uh, why I got it. Now I feel like an even bigger idiot. Um <laughs> standing there with my cup, throwing it in the corners. Like an asshole. Um, So, yeah, these are going to be the songs that when you're alone in the shower, you get bailed Mm -hmm. out. A lot of these songs are songs that, please believe, when I'm telling you that I sing them, I make no claim to it being in a register I am capable of singing. Oh, yeah. Or that any of my vocals are in key. They are all in time. My sense of time is rock solid. I've never been out of beat. But, but, key is different. Yeah. I'm not as practiced, not as well versed. There's also some high parts. They're tougher to reach. But you know, when you've got
0: when you've got all those other noises around you, you've got the the fan and the noise of the shower. You feel you, your confidence gets up I feel a little the bit. The steam
1: know? the steam is a shroud of confidence. It is. It really
0: is. It it, makes, it 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 takes you from yeah. There's no way in hell I could sing that. To fuck this, I'm going for it. Yeah. You
1: know what it is? It's because the steam when the shower is hit the water, it's kind of like a.
0: Yeah, it's like it, like you're the getting crowd cheered, is so like, they're cheering for you. Like yeah. they're cheering. Yeah. They know. That's a good point. It's also – yeah, it's just nice. You just feel like – you feel like nobody can hear you even though, like, they they probably can. I live but...
1: in an apartment complex. They can all hear me. Yeah. Some are fans. I can tell because they bang against the wall as in saying, more, please. Yes. And then I that's do. That's what that
0: means. Yeah. That's and
1: they're like, encore, another song. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you better believe, baby birds. I'm going to feed you. <laughs> 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 There's five songs on this playlist after all. Yeah. This is ten <laughs> tracks, man. Like – I got oh. you. You're you're you are in for a show, sir.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um so do you have any uh do you have any B sides? I, I wonder yeah, if so I have any I want to. So ones
1: that just missed for me, one I had to take off because it was on our covers episode, which is I will um I will always love you. Sorry, mm. that's not the name of the song. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Yeah, it is. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Yeah. That's one of those songs that, like, who doesn't like to sing that in the shower? Because you're yeah. sure as shit not singing that in front of other people.
0: No, I actually had... Unless uh, you
1: are Whitney Houston. Which, I had How Will I Know were. on my, my list, too. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, I Want to Dance with Somebody, also great. Yeah. Anything um, that gets your
0: confidence up is always great in the shower. Shower's happy time.
1: Absolutely, man. Uh, I had uh, Mr. Jones by The Counting Crows. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. That's a great Yeah. Like, I don't even love The Counting Crows. I know every word to that song, man. I like The Counting I want to be Bob Dylan. Yeah. Like, it's so It's good, a man. great song. Um, I also had uh, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone by Paula Cole. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I like it. And also, uh, She's So High by Tal Bachman. Uh, yes. Is also on there. And then. I have some uh, some other ones, too. Some more moderns. Uh, Staring at the Sun by TV on the Radio. Oh, okay. Um, really like it. Love the opening with the the falsetto. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, the the unplugged version is how I perform it when I'm in the shower. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. um, Sam's Town by The Killers. Oh, okay. Uh, the Abbey Road version, if you will, with yeah. just the piano. Yeah. Um, and then I would say from the last one, Weezer's Across the Sea. Oh, great um, Weezer track. Just a really fun fun shout-out song. When you're alone by yourself and you're singing about teenage high school Japanese girls.
0: Yeah, which every early Weezer song essentially was.
1: Yeah, and those are songs I only sing by myself because if I do it in the car, people call the police. Yeah, so yeah, especially uh, if you're in your Uber. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just reminded me. Of, just I'm re- just picturing some middle-aged man in the front seat of his Corolla as and, I'm and belting, you just belting out. it out. you 18-year-old okay. girl. He's just like, uh... That just
0: reminded me of one of the funniest tweets I've seen in a long time. It was like, somebody tweeted out, do you think Chewbacca has two nipples like a and pecs like a human or a series of nipples in, a, in two lines like a piglet? Uber driver, why are you sitting in the front seat?
1: Yo, I remember one of... I remember somebody it is a fair question,
0: though. What does Chew, What is Chewbacca's nipple situation?
1: I remember somebody I know telling me about uh, how, like... Their partner always sits in the front seat of the Uber. It's this is pre COVID, but yeah. like they're like they pull up in their Uber and they're just in the front seat. And I was like, I would never like I would never do that. I did I did that the first time I got the Uber. Really? I didn't know what to like, do. Like he's just your boy giving you a ride. Yeah, it was it was some girl, she
0: was really nice. We talked the whole time and then uh yeah. That's
1: yeah. really funny. Yeah.
0: It was, uh, yeah. It, it was, All right. See you later. Say hi to I, your mom for me. I like didn't know what to do. I just got in the front seat. I was like, yeah, that's what we do. Here. That, yeah. That's how you do this. When
1: someone gives you a ride, you don't get in the back seat. Yeah, what that's what I thought. We what was am a, I,
0: Miss Daisy? Right, it was the first, the first Uber I ever did, and then and then every other one since. I realized that that was that was foolish. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're by yourself.
1: All right. So, uh, what are some songs that just missed for you, Dave?
0: Um, really, to be honest, like literally any song that comes on my shuffle. Is is a B side this week?
1: You know, I could just put my iPod on shuffle. You know why? Yeah, because they're all bangers.
0: Yeah, I mean that's basically like I I more more often than not that's what happens. And um, yeah, but uh, we belong together by Mariah Carey. Uh, That just a fun one to say. Yeah, man. I mean, I just like get get a little Mariah on. You know,
1: (laughs) Um, let's see. That's not
0: that song, but no, it's not. Uh, Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. You know, you're you're naked in there, so you gotta you gotta. Feel, you know, do the part. Sexual uh, cleaning. Yeah. Uh, Torn, Natalie Imbruglia. Uh, the best, Tina Turner. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, Better than owls
1: the rest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, Can't Fight the Moonlight by Leanne Rimes. Get a little, uh, uh, little, little coyote, coyote ugly. ugly. Yeah. Um, a Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton.
1: Just, you know, just uh, all look, the classics. you just going to say the Proclaimers. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would walk 1,000 miles. <laughs>
0: very are they Scottish writers they're like, very Scottish Scottish that's what it is yeah yeah um, and uh, yeah that's it like I said I, you know if it's a, if it's an upbeat song I'm fucking singing it in the shower it's happy time yeah man shower is where you go to like decompress get negative energy out cleanse yourself
1: yeah and, and sing along you're washing your body you're scrubbing your soul
0: exactly bingo you nailed it alright Dan why don't you kick us off with your number five track
1: All right, so number five for me. Uh, I don't have my notes open. Uh, So number five for me comes to us from the year 1993. Off the album Yes, I Am by Melissa Etheridge. The song is I'm the Only One. This was a constant song playing in the car when I was a kid. My mom was a huge, angry lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even get it out. Um, <laughs> no, no um, So we'll we'll wipe that. Um, no. Uh, so uh, my mom loved Melissa Etheridge. Uh, she absolutely played it all the time. And this album was like a huge fucking hit. This had like yeah, this was three. Uh, I think it had like three big hits. Uh, it peaked at number fifteen on the Billboard 200. Spent 138 weeks there certified six times platinum six million copies that's crazy Um, the title is generally thought to refer to Etheridge's recent coming out as gay um, confirming long-standing rumors about her because she had her hair cut short chicks don't do that (laughs) but um so in 2018 though she came out and was like no that's not what it was about it was more about like like my identity and like this is who I am Mm -hmm. like these songs represent me uh, but it doesn't hurt. It, it doesn't mean that people didn't immediately be like, "Oh, that's what this is." Yeah, of course. Um, so it, this song was initially released as the first single, but it actually like didn't take off, and everyone was like, "Nah." And then the second song that came out, um, the second single, I should say, "Come to My Window" came out. That blew huge. Oh, I remember that. And then song they too. re-released this song. Mm-hmm. And when they re-released it, um, it hit number eight on the Billboard and remained her biggest hit yet. Um, so this was like the killer, man. Yeah. It's just, it's just got big, big like angry kind of 90s like. Yeah. That like you know uh, same kind of energy as like a uh, as like a. Uh, I almost want to say like
0: like the Cougar. It's not. It's like the the like countryish poppy.
1: Yeah, it's got that Tom, Tom Petty ish yeah. sort of, but it also, I feel like, uh, has a little bit of like Bruce Springsteen. A little bit, yeah, but, but it's more like uh, it's different. There's but the, I think it's also got that like Alanis Morissette energy. Yeah. Of like an angry young woman. But with this country ish kind of. Like, it definitely it's has a to, twang to yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's. that's. I think we nailed it there. Yeah.
0: Con- a twangy Morissette. Yeah. And plus, I mean. Plus your
1: mouth and I mean it's really like it's a great I like it for the shower because it's a great song to like yeah. belt out like
0: you're yeah, the dude there's like,
1: nothing better than like
0: a, a raspy female voice in a, a close to male register yeah I think she sounds you know you're doing I think
1: she it, yeah. sounds like Lady Rod Stewart oh that is perfect like she's that got that yeah. like smokes too many cigarettes kind of yeah. sound yeah definitely um uh, but yeah, man, this this song fucking slaps.
0: I like this track so much. So this is probably the most played song in jukeboxes in like Kansas, Missouri. Like I'm thinking, like that whole Southern Midwest. That this this has got to be their jam.
1: I don't. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'd like to think so because like, it's great. But like, I don't know how much they're like playing with like, because she's very out. Oh, so yeah, much good so. Point. Good point. So much so. Also, here's the thing that's very funny about Melissa Etheridge that I think is an insane decision. She's like, oh, me and my wife want to have a child. We need a sperm donor. Mm-hmm. Let's pick the most polluted, dead, weed-dummed sperm we can and get David Crosby to father our child. Jesus. Like, I was like, Why? does that guy even have, like, working sperm? Like, that dude, like, I couldn't think of a person whose sperm swims slower than <laughs> David Crosby because she wanted their child to have his voice. They wanted uh, to inherit his voice and talent. I don't Should've know gone for
0: Will Chamberlain.
1: Yeah, or or like literally like you know get Neil get Neil Young or I guess you don't it, want Neil Young's voice. But um Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a ton of other people, but like they were like David Crosby and you're like what? That's the strangest person I could
0: have think Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, it's a really Graham Nash was crushed. Yeah. It's a really odd think. Uh a really odd Choice, but a very funny one. But it doesn't take okay. away from the fact that this song is so good. straight banger, dude. Come to my window too. I forgot all about that song. So also, like her first album, man, um, has the song Like the Way I Do. Okay. If you haven't listened to that song recently, I highly recommend you do because the bass line in it fucking slaps. Alright. It's so nuts. Halfway through, like the bass starts like opening up in these fill sections. It's incredible. Interesting. Uh so yeah, listen to more Melissa Etheridge. Always. Yep. So with that, Dave, what do you got up for uh, your, I guess, first pick for songs to sing in the number shower? Five. Yeah, number five. Because we're counting down, not up. Well, I mean, but it is your first. True. Your first but turn. It's number five. What's number one in the set list?
0: That's not, but that, we're doing a countdown.
1: <laughs> we are doing a countdown. <laughs> we're doing a
0: countdown, okay. not a count up.
1: All right. So what are you opening the set list Number with? five
0: for me is Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. Um, who I didn't realize was from Wales. I thought she was American for some reason. <laughs> Mostly because I didn't do any research on her before this, because <laughs> I I just didn't. Um so yeah, I mean if you aren't singing along to this song when it comes on, you're either in a very crowded place, at the front seat of an Uber, or a complete lunatic because this is just this is just a classic belted out get way too involved just it's 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 just a fantastic song to sing along to another raspier lower register female vocal like like melissa etheridge so it's it's closer to our our uh, you know average male range that we've got going on yeah um so that definitely helps but um
1: also i feel like there's a huge benefit to a song that you can sing by yourself that is clearly written for two parts. Yes. Like, being able to do your own call and response yes. is a huge plus. Yeah,
0: you got to do the regular voice and then, na-na-na, like, right after. Yeah, yeah have absolutely. have to do Yeah, yeah. Um, so, this came out on her fifth studio album, uh, titled Faster Than the Speed of Night in 1983. It spent four weeks at the top of the Billboard chart that year and was nominated for a Grammy for Best Female uh, Vocal P- Performance. Um, you talked about uh, Jim Steinman in a previous episode about yeah. his frequent collaborations with uh, Mister Mister Loaf, um, and this was another one that he did. Uh, Please call me Meat. Yeah, Meat's my father. Mister Loaf Loaf's my, my father. father. I'm Meat. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> um, so apparently, uh, there's there's a little bit of confusion. I don't want to say controversy, but like uh, misunderstanding, I guess, about some of the background of the song. Uh, Jim Simon uh, claims that he originally had written the verse melody through a score that he was working on for a film in 1980 called a small circle of friends um, it's a terrible movie title yeah it is yeah it just doesn't sound but like there
1: one. with like the big chill
0: it's just probably not a movie that many people watch but um, so the original version of this was, was very long so they actually had to shorten it uh, for the radio uh, its original runtime was uh, seven minutes and two seconds, and they cut it down to four minutes and 30 seconds for the radio. Seven minutes and two seconds is way too long for a radio. Hit. Sounds
1: very Jim Steinman y. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the original
0: length, yeah. Um, so, Jim Steinman told uh, People Magazine at some point that he thought uh, Bonnie Tyler sounded like John Fogarty uh, and wrote the song to be a showpiece for her voice. Like, John Fogarty is a great. Singer and musician, but I don't think any female artist would want to be compared to him. Yeah, that's um, d- despite the raspiness. I I can see the comparison. Just use somebody else.
1: I think the male vocal in here is kind of fogarty ish Yeah, but that's really funny.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Um, the the part about it being a showpiece for her voice is very uh, spot on because yeah. there is not much else going on. It really is her carrying yeah. the whole thing, which is which is great. So, uh, according to Meat. Um, Jim Steinman had actually written the song along with making love out of nothing at all for Meatloaf, um, for his album Midnight at the Lost and Found, um, but apparently Meatloaf's record company refused to pay Jim Steinman for those songs, and so he immediately passed them off, uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart going to Bonnie Tyler and the other song going to Air Supply. And both of them ended up at the top of the charts. Uh, the Air Supply song actually, I think, took over for this at some point Oh shit. Uh, when, it, when it came out. so um, Big Jim
1: getting the last
0: laugh. Yeah, so th- he denies that. And he said he had always written this song for Bonnie Tyler from the beginning. And I think Meat Lope has kind of walked it back at some point. Um, but it's but for a while there, that, that was the controversy I was talking about earlier. For a while there, they actually... Uh, people believed that yeah, that it was kind of like passed off, and it was supposed to be a Meatloaf song. And there was maybe some animosity there. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for for anybody, but uh, but just interesting uh, to know. Uh, so Bonnie Tyler actually recently sang this song um, on a Royal Caribbean cruise ship, and her backing band was uh, DNCE. Isn't that one of the fucking Jonas Brothers' side projects? They did that "Cake by the Ocean" song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the backing band for Bonnie Tyler on a cruise ship. Yeah. Um, and her voice, I will say, I watched it, uh, has aged some. Nice. Um, take that for what it, however you will. Um, and the last thing I'll say is that this is obviously most famously used in the film Old School when the Dan Band covers it. I, that, that was one of the funniest things when, in the world when that movie came out. When
1: that first F-bomb hits. Yeah, and, everyone, and they're, they're dancing and, like, like, and they both just kind of turn and look like did I yeah. hear that? Yeah, and then in the background. Like, did you could just see him? Did he just say fuck? <laughs> and then they go back him. to dancing. Like I, I must yeah. be imagining it. Yeah. And then he hits it again. And he and just like keep, and then it's see that course. fucking look in your right yeah. like, I fucking need yeah. you more yeah. yeah, it was just like such a brilliant yeah. Like that first slip, one that the, the slip, first yeah. one that hits, and they're like what. You
0: <laughs> can you can see him flipping the crowd off in the background when he does it too. Yeah. It's just It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So total clips of the heart. Felt it out the next time you're uh, lathering up yeah man all right Dan what do you have up for us with your number four pick
1: all right so number four for me is a cover um, this is with a little help from my friends not the Beatles version the Joe Cocker version from the album of the same title released in 1969 um, Joe Cocker's debut album uh, certified gold peaked at 35 on the Billboard 200 Um, Just kind of put him on the map, man, from being a virtually unknown artist. Um, Then when he first came out, he really caught a bit of heat for sounding so much like Ray Charles. Mm -hmm. Um, That they were like, you know, you sound exactly like Ray Charles. But he was doing things that Ray Charles didn't do. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was pretty cool, man. Uh, This album was released again in 1972 to pair with his uh, poorly selling second album. And when they did that, it boosted both of them into gold status. So it was like a huge deal. Um, But so Robert, uh, I'm going to say Robert Criscow of the New York Times um, was, this is my favorite quote about Joe Cocker I've ever heard. Um, He said, with a little help from my friends is the major triumph of rock interpretation thus far. Cocker's material leans to the conventional but his conception and performance as well as danny cordell's production are always audacious his transformation of a little help with my friends from a tight from a light-hearted ditty into whales of human need succeeds perfectly um and he said if it means cocker is the best singer in england overlooking mick jagger and it's possible even likely not um, that his voice is very strongly influenced by Ray Charles and has no inhibitions about using it. He is gruff, vulgar, perhaps a little too self-involved, but his steady strength rectifies his excesses. He is the best of the male rock interpreters, as good as he is in the way that Janis Joplin is for hers. Holy
0: shit. What, um, a, what a review.
1: That I mean, this song is otherworldly. Yeah, I mean, This yeah. cover is it's really like I, I'm surprised we didn't
0: include it in our covers list but mostly because we chose some really solid ones but we did. this has got to be for a long time uh, maybe not I feel like at, at the point this came out this was probably the most successful cover
1: it's insane how big of a hit this was yeah. for him considering the Beatles one was also a hit Yeah, but like this was just like I mean yeah, the fact of pairing the like the soul style background singers, yeah, with him with the like psychedelic rock guitars and drums mm-hmm. is like nuts, dude. And it also allows, like with Bonnie Tyler, you to do both. Do you believe? Yeah. Like, you can yeah, do you, all the parts. You, I don't know, choose what your own it <laughs> like you can yeah, it's it's like tossing the ball to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like watch me smash all these out of the park. Yeah. Um <laughs> Oh, fastball right down the middle. Um, it's so good, man. And like yeah, even really in the shower when he finally hits that big fucking whale, mm-hmm. uh it melts me, man. Yeah. Uh, I try to do it all the time. And then immediately cough for five minutes because like it's, is it's really impossible to sing like this. Like and especially like how do you hit that note every single night? Like it's, I know, it's nuts, man. Um yeah.
0: you gotta stop showering every day.
1: Yeah, and like who doesn't want to be their own backing vocal? Like it's the oh, best. Yeah. Like, do you need anybody? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's amazing, it, man.
0: That's a good point. You do this. This offers a lot of flexibility. And those good the, for a shower The song. builds
1: the. Yeah. Uh, 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 like yeah. it's so good, man. And then the dropout. so you get to air drum too. Mm-hmm. So like do 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 do, 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 do. Yes. He
0: just got to the like belt, it, the him belting out in my ears right now.
1: Yeah, man. It's it's beautiful. It's a perfect yeah. song, used in the 80s TV show The Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. If you never saw that, it was the theme, the theme song, song for yeah. that. Um, they used like a weird all cut mix for the show if you mm-hmm. ever listen to it it's like different than Slightly the, the different, record yeah. version it's
0: weird yeah it is um
1: but I went back and I was like it almost sounds like somebody covering Joe Cocker's this, version
0: somebody trying to like yeah like when we like we, we got that weird inception of the Bob Dylan song yeah with Brian Medlin yeah exactly we realized that like somebody, somebody snuck a cover in and claimed it that it was Bob Dylan the whole time
1: you know like, oh it's an early recording nah, fuck like, you guys no, no, no. it's not this is from like Music 1990. Cops. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's my fourth pick for yep. uh, best song to sing in the shower. Uh, what do you got up next, Dave? For number four.
0: All right. Up at number four for me is "Easy Lover" by Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. Oh, Just a she'll
1: take your heart, but you won't feel it.
0: Yep. Well, uh, that's that's probably inaccurate because I feel like most people probably will. But, uh, dear Lord, what a fun song! I mean, another one where you get to do both parts. You've got you actually have two vocalists in this one, two very distinct singing styles. Um, Philip Bailey with his signature falsetto going on, yeah, and Phil Collins with his signature Phil Collins going on.
1: And whatever that high end synth is, mm-hmm. I feel like that is very like I don't know how to describe it. Like uh, there is a uh, there's like a what would I call it? there's there's a minus the bear song. Okay. That also starts with that same, like, bam, 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 bam. Like, it's, a, it's t- so signature to me. Yeah. Like, I'm the tone to of it and everything. Up. It's so, it's amazing. Oh, I love the song.
0: All right, so this, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, Philip Bailey is one of the two main vocalists of Earth, Wind & Fire. Um, and Phil Collins is obviously Phil Collins. And uh, they both, they wrote this together. Actually, Phil Collins was hired to do uh, Philip Bailey's uh, so, uh, solo album, this was his third, actually, that, that he had put out. Uh, it was called Chinese Wall, released in 1984. And um, at the end of the session, he asked Phil to perform a song with him, and this is what they what they ended up with. Uh, this song spent, uh, in the United States, it spent 23 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100, including seven weeks in the top ten, and peaked at number two uh, for two weeks in 1985. Um in a I guess a memoir or a biography uh Phil Collins titled Phil Collins my life in 15 songs um oh it's from Rolling-, Rolling Stone magazine I apologize uh Phil Collins was quoted as saying quote so we started having a jam one night and then went round and round and it turned into a verse and a chorus we recorded it that night so we wouldn't forget it that song doesn't sound like any particular area it's just fantastic End quote um yeah it just sounds like they were just Goofing around and ended up writing a perfect song because they were two insanely talented musicians.
1: Yes, just new boot goofing. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: And then Philip Bailey um, talked about it for a, a publication called Musician Magazine that I'm not familiar with. Um, he's it's quite a descriptive
1: magazine.
0: Yeah, really on the nose there. Um, this is called Book
1: Magazine. Yep, this is called Book Book. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, let's see here. You heard my uh,
1: fantastic book called Novel? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You know, some pretentious asshole wrote something called that somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, um, so Philip Bailey uh, was quoted as saying, uh, Phil and Nathan, uh, Nathan, who's uh, another writer uh, involved in the song, were playing around with the riff on the piano, and I was just walking around singing choosy lover over the piano chords. We worked on it all day and put a rough version of it down on tape. The next day we said, let's check it out. We can go and record it. When we heard it, we realized there was nothing wrong with it. We tried it again, but just kept the original. So, they... Although really they tried, knocked it out of the park on the first go, <laughs>
1: which is I love awesome. The, we tried to make it better, and we didn't. Yeah, we couldn't. Yeah. Uh, and in
0: 1985, this video uh, won best overall performance at the MTV Awards. Uh, the video is actually really strange because yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen it. So it's them like goofing around. It's like a behind the scenes of them making the video that they never make. Okay. So it's just them goofing around and it's weird to see Phil Collins like trying to have fun cuz I don't know that he's capable of that. Um but he's also like dressed exactly like you would expect Phil Collins with like way too big pants, shirt tucked in, shirt short sleeve white t-shirt with a sleeveless sweater vest over top of the baggiest khakis you'll ever see. I'm pretty sure that's what he's dressed as. Or that's just the perfect version of Phil Collins in my head. Okay, it's like you know when Frieza evolves into his final form. That's that's yeah. like Phil Collins' final form. Is that look for me? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's uh, like,
1: uh, yeah, like
0: <laughs> there's not there's not really much to, to break down in the lyrics. It's just you know they're pretty surface level, but it's just a fun song that rules and uh, everyone loves. And I like to sing it in the shower to myself.
1: And I love how the, like the way that that bridge comes back into the last chorus with like yeah. the big like,
0: yeah. like obviously it, the drums are great. incredible too because Phil Collins is playing drums on the whole record, So, yeah. you know they're obviously perfect.
1: I've heard he's a bad drummer. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah, I never have. I don't great. think
1: anybody's ever said
0: that. Uh, all, all the criticism of Phil Collins, and trust yeah, me, none of them there's, have there's ever been. There's plenty. I,
1: I've thrown a lot of it out yeah, there. I, you have. It's never been about his
0: dreams. I have told, as a person who has said they liked Phil Collins in the past, I have heard everything, and I've never <laughs> once heard.
1: As a person who walks around saying they like Phil Collins. Yeah, I've heard all the criticism. <laughs>
0: um, Him being a bad drummer has never been, been no, part of it. Not at
1: all. Yeah. All right, Dan, why don't you take us over to your number three pick? All right, number three pick uh, for me is my favorite song off of this record. This is off of 1977's The Stranger by Billy Joel. The song is called Only the Good Die Young. This is my favorite song about trying to get an underage girl to have sex with you. Uh, No. I just had to say to try to get you to spit I almost spit out my drink. I almost there's almost seltzer all over this room. Um, Holy crap. Wow. But no, this is my favorite song (laughs) sort of about about like young love. You know what I mean? It's it's um it's the classic like Billy Joel a little tongue in cheek. A little fun with it, yeah, like it's, fun. it's, it's, it's just an up-tempo, bouncy. There's a lot of horns. It almost sounds like it's from Little Mermaid. It does um, kind of
0: have almost like a Disney feel. To it it, it like has
1: it. an under the sea vibe with the yeah, horns. It does on it. doesn't it? Um, but it's great. Uh, it's the one of the too. few yeah. Billy Joel songs I know that is mainly guitar. Um, for most of the songs, also acoustic. Yeah, uh, that's what, um, yeah that's which is kind of interesting. Uh, this song spent six weeks at number two on the Billboard. Uh, top 200 with four songs in the top 40. Wow. Uh, pretty insane. It is still, to this date, Columbia Records' best-selling album of all time. Really? It is very wow. much. Yep. Interesting. Um, when this song came out, there were massive attempts by church groups to censor the song, um, which only made it more popular. The religious yeah. groups um, considered the song anti-Catholic yep. and were pressuring radio stations to remove it from the playlists. Um he said the point of the song wasn't anti-Catholic as much as it was pro lust. Yeah. And he said it's just about being a young kid and you know, you hear, you know, the stories about like, oh, you know, like those Catholic girls, like, oh they're they're all like good kids, so they don't want to come out and do anything.
0: Yeah, I mean like people say that in movies. Like there's like there's movies
1: where like, oh don't go to well, that like, some, like West Side stories about.
0: Yeah, they're like don't go to Bolivia, <laughs> that's a Catholic country, the girls there won't won't do anything.
1: Yeah, it's it's- like that that was like
0: common a, a thing people said back then.
1: Yeah. Also, people hated Catholics. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a thing. Yeah. Um, most of the cities in the Northeast, almost everyone, because, well, Irish, Italian, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, so everybody's Catholic. But mm-hmm. it's different in the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, like, you'll hear people openly make Catholic jokes yeah. when you're in, like, the Midwest and South, and you're like, yeah, and you're just like, what a weird, like, like I, just, I never heard those jokes yeah. outside I, of I that just, area. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And the Roman potpourri. Yeah. I just remember that from the Gangs of New York. Oh yeah. Um
0: That's a long movie.
1: Yeah. Uh but yeah, man, this is this song is incredible, man. It's yeah, it is. it's probably my favorite, like fun, goofy Billy Joel song. It's up there with like moving out, where it's just oh, like a really great. fun, also on this record. Mm-hmm. But um this song, I mean, when it hits that when it hits that big belt moment of your mother tell mother told you all I could give you was a reputation. Yeah it's such a great that is a great lyric and like the the pop from the horns comes after like the beat after the chorus hits like only the good die young bam and then it all it's it's amazing oh no, it's a great song um, I, I
0: think too like he this has got to be one of the ones where he he kind of belts a little bit more than he normally does. Yeah, like for sure. He, he 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 gets a little bit more more behind the vocals in this one I think too, which makes yeah. it even more fun to sing. It's great. The man. And
1: then it ends just with the
0: making it even more like, Disney sounding yeah, again. It it's sounds great. like Oliver and Company.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. This could have been in Newsies. Uh-
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you it's it's almost it's almost spot on part of the the soundtrack for Oliver and Company yeah very underrated Disney movie by the way
1: so with that Dave what is your number three pick alright song to sing in the shower
0: up at number three for me is can't take my eyes off of you by Frankie Valley obviously obviously I'm, <laughs> I'm not actually being serious about not being able to take my eyes off of myself in the shower um but I think it was still funny to include
1: it. you. People aren't in the room. Dave looks very serious.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. This is. I've never looked more serious. Um,
1: <laughs> there's no curtain. It's just mirrors. <laughs> so
0: this is this is a. Sp- one of my favorite songs ever. I think it's uh, beautifully written. I love singing it, even though I wouldn't consider myself to be a great singer.
1: I still enjoy this one very much. Especially, definitely not an alto like Frankie Valley. No,
0: God, no, not at yeah, all. That is a high voice. Maybe. Yeah. Luckily, it's this one, he keeps it kind of in check. But when he does the key change in the second verse, it gets a little bit...
1: Yeah, it's not like Sherry Baby or something where you're like... Right, oh, right, right. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but, uh, you know, this, this song has actually almost made a couple of other lists for me. I distinctly remember almost including it in the uh movies where people sing for deer hunter when they're all at the bar in the beginning before all everything everything in the fucking movie goes to shit mm-hmm. they're all playing pool they sing the song together it's a great scene yeah.
1: um have you have you seen jersey boys the movie i made? actually have not it's fantastic it's a great great movie yeah. uh, the music's excellent of it's course cool. yeah and shows like how ugh, like frankie valley's horrible life yeah like how he like took on like a two million dollar debt. Jesus. That's in why like, he. Nineteen
0: sixty seven. Yeah, then. dude.
1: And that's why he performed like every day until yeah. he like was like eighty. It's yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah, and so part part of uh, it's good that you brought that up because um they they were this song almost didn't uh, get out there so they were they had a residency at a bar in Detroit um. I don't know the name of it yet. Um, I do not. So, he um, he was playing this at, at a bar in Detroit. I um, had a res- residency there. And there was a radio station in the area um, that was called CKLW. And it did the Detroit metro area.
1: CKLW. And, and it so did... It, it
0: did it, Detro- it was Detroit, that general area, and Ontario. So it had a pretty big presence in the area um, and reached a lot of people. And I think um, from what I've read, it was actually one of the larger broadcast radiuses at the time. I don't know much about radio frequencies and how far all of them get, but it sounds like this one reached a lot of people, or a lot more people than yeah, maybe some had
1: some pretty like, serious juice behind it.
0: Right, yeah. It covered, covered a bigger area than maybe some others. But um, they basically like begged uh, the the, the uh, program director at this radio station to come see him live performing this song and then to agree to pay, play the song on the radio. And he, he was kind of reluctant at first and then went and saw him and was like, holy shit, this song is awesome. And then immediately put it on. And they said that as soon as they did, the phones were just ringing nonstop and it was basically just like became a huge hit after that. But, yeah. But yeah, so like he... He literally had to just like stay in Detroit and just play nonstop to to make all this money. Probably. I love
1: I love how it starts out like a like a sweet slow love song and then mm-hmm. explodes into this like big Vegasy. Yes, like,
0: it, it's very it's very showy, very, yeah. very
1: like Tom Jones, it very is, yeah, yeah. Which I it's, guess they were pre Tom Jones, right? So. Well, maybe maybe that's what. Or maybe Tom me. Jones is very them.
0: I guess there's only one way to find out. We got to go meet Tom Jones. Yeah
1: yeah huge dick
0: huge dong yep that's the rumor yeah i mean i can't say f- from experience but
1: maybe. i uh know from experience dude <laughs> <laughs> well him and a buddy of mine
0: got it on <laughs> oh classic wolf uh will farrell chris <laughs> farley jesus christ all right <sighs> with all the dong talk out of the way uh dan oh, well, what there's more oh yeah oh do <laughs> this is a hog podcast folks <laughs> we're getting into it um Dan, why don't you take us to your number two pick, which is actually very appropriate, I feel like, after that discussion.
1: All right. This song is called Tired of Being Alone by (laughs) Al Green. Um, (laughs) Off of his 1971 album, Al Green Gets Next to You. Um, With his hog. With his hog. Um, So Al Green is pretty widely considered to be, like, one of the last remaining great soul singers. Um, considering that most of them are dead, um, yep. where Al Green is still kicking, man. But this is his off of his third studio album. Um, this hit number eleven on the Billboard Hot 100, which in 1971 is fucking crazy. Yep. Um, there was not a ton of crossover. I mean, this is really impressive. I yep. mean, at that point there was a bit of crossover because like Motown had taken over. Yeah, it
0: was a little little further into it, but yeah, still but still impressive.
1: This song is nuts, man. Um, it was originally supposed to be. On his '68 album, um, uh, titled "Al Green Is Blues," uh, but they like could there was some problem with the studio recording of it that they didn't have a drum track on it, and they kept trying to re- re-record it, but they couldn't get it to sync up. So they were like, "You know, man, we'll just re-record the whole thing, put it on the next one," and they okay. did, and it ended up being uh, one of his biggest hits, man. Um, this is probably my my shortest song. This is only a three minute track. So That's it's nice for you. little uh, little quick ditty, trying to save you some hot water while you're in there. Uh, yeah, it
0: doesn't last forever. Yeah, you know,
1: while you're in there uh, putting the set list out. Unless you got one of those fancy waterless heaters, which yeah. yeah, the tankless system. But like, then you're gonna run that bill is gonna be huge. Yeah. Well, not if you have gas. Well, yeah, now it will be. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, just like even though like the hot water doesn't run out. Like something it's, does, it's like yeah, some, it, something. I used... mean, it's that just means it's running the gas the whole time. Yeah, um, but yeah, Al Green's voice. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's, man. it's smooth it's as butter, mm-hmm. while still being smoky and scruffy. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like just, chunky
0: peanut butter. It's both smooth
1: and rigid. That's a fantastic time. analogy for Al Green's voice. Yeah. Um, if you don't listen to Al Green, you really need to. If you like Otis Redding, mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye, Al Green is. I feel like another of the faces on the Rushmore of Yeah, I would singers. say so, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, you, you will definitely, definitely recognize a lot of his music from Tarantino movies if you've seen any of those.
1: Yeah, so. he is in very many of them. Um, this song also has a very amazing rendition performed by a puppet in the film Chef. Um, after he gets fired and gets all the bad reviews, him and his son are walking around the market and they watch this guy. With a little like Day of the Dead, like <laughs> skeleton puppet, and it's like leaning into the microphone and stuff. Oh, that's and sing- cool. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen. That's and awesome. like watching Sad Favro just watching it <laughs> while standing there with like an ice cream cone is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> and it, it like when watching that movie recently, I was like, oh man, this song's so great. I forgot about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so- put, there's so many Al Green songs that I feel like in the shower just perfect
1: yeah they're they're amazing i mean, I mean uh, hey, let's be
0: honest you're, you're naked al yeah. green's on what are you gonna do what, you're not gonna sing around and and, and pretend you're Al green there for a minute yeah Lay you're not ne- gonna you're not gonna next sing to
1: you singing the people in the front row yeah that's the big thing man is the like the lean in mm-hmm. you know let's stay together oh, um that's, that's such a love great. and happiness mm-hmm. like it's amazing I mean, i'm still in love with you mm-hmm. i could have picked any of these al green songs oh, however yeah. Yeah, you, however you, you, tired of being alone is my favorite one you made a good choice Uh, So with that, Dave, what is your number two song?
0: All right. Up at number two for me is Waterfalls by TLC. I've told you all many times that there is an absolutely unrequencing love from me to 90s music. So it's no different um, when you're in the shower and you're singing along with something. And you know speaking of songs where you get to do multiple voices i mean yeah this is about as good as it gets um this is like, just perfect
1: i feel like this is also one of those songs i know what it is by the first bar yes like i know exactly what song's about
0: yeah oh yeah yeah so this came off of their second album crazy sexy cool in 1994 uh which was produced by a group called organized noise and this was actually the third single from the album um which I don't remember. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember it this. being the third, but we were also pretty young in 1995, so. I wasn't young enough though, so this is an embarrassing story. I definitely stood, this came out in May, right? Is that what I just said? It was. Yeah. yeah, May. So this came out like right before the summer. It was super popular, the video was super popular. I definitely was in the ocean singing this with some of my cousins. That's like, awesome. I was TLC. Yeah. I mean that's a great story. Probably both girl cousins and just probably the only two girl cousins I had. Yeah, man. And you were just one
1: of the gals. I get it.
0: Yeah, I'm in. You gotta do what you gotta do.
1: Um, which member were you?
0: That I don't remember. I I know for sure I would have wanted to be left eye, but I don't know if I had the clout background.
1: Yeah, because I was was if you were the youngest, one of them would have called dibs on left
0: eye. Yeah, I would think so. But you know, they didn't have the same chops as me, so I think at some point it may have worked itself yeah, out. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. spit bars. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> the song spent.
1: So I can't believe I told that story. Yeah, I d- definitely did that. Um, I remember screaming at a neighbor. We got in a yelling match mm-hmm. because I swore up and down. It was, don't go Jason Waterfalls. Yeah, it's not and it was waterfalls. about a person named Jason Waterfalls, it's definitely not. and they're like, "It's chasing waterfalls," and I was like, "No, yeah. no, it's not. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Chasing waterfalls." I wonder if there's somebody
0: out there named Jason Waterfalls who feels feels a little uh, left out right now, uh,
1: or just like how much shit they probably heard yeah. if they were alive when this song came out. Yeah. <laughs> Because I would have done every it Every time,
0: too. If he, yeah, if he was like a little kid when it came out, every time he walked out of a classroom, everyone would have been oh. like, don't go Jason. It would have been like, it would have been the, amazing.
1: It would have been like when the damn Daniel video came yes. out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. yeah. Or did you get any of the David? Ew. Ew, David. No, I, that and was that-
0: older. I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I didn't. All right. Anyway, so, um, the song spent seven weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And it was their second number one. Um, it was num- the number two song of the year by Billboard in their year-end chart as well in 1995. And like, um, it is pretty notable as being the first, uh, number one song to refer to AIDS, um, which is pretty, a pretty big deal at the time. Um, the left-eye part just came on. This is obviously, the, the left-eye part's the best part to do in the
1: shower. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's from the think yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's the phrase we always remember. <laughs> um. Yeah, the AIDS thing is pretty,
0: uh, I think, pretty big because I, I think people were still at that point like a little afraid to talk about it. So like I think it was cool that a, a, a group of this stature was willing to put something into a, into a song and, and, you know, show it in the video too, like show the guy like basically wasting away. Yeah. Um, great video. Aside from the, you know, you know, I know you're all, if you do watch it now, you're just going to be picturing me in there dancing, but, um, you know, it's, it's fantastic regardless.
1: I'm going to, the image for this podcast, for this episode is just going to be be, me on all three of them. It's just going to be you. (laughs) You next to the three of them. The fourth. I'm going to change my. Knee deep in the water. I'm going to change
0: my Twitter and Instagram bio to be the fourth member of TLC.
1: Oh my God, yes.
0: TLCD. Um, TLCD
1: eh. sound system. (laughs)
0: Uh, so, speaking of the video, it won four MTV Video Music Awards in 1995, including Video of the Year. And TLC was actually the first African American group or artist to win that category. which That's cool. awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's also, really cool. Also, very surprising that it took until 1995 for that to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, also.
0: <sighs> unfortunately not surprising but also surprising because yeah. you know racism all the people but, that were
1: running things in 1997 were born in 1947 very true yeah <laughs> very good point
0: um so yeah uh, i'm sure everybody is with me on that one it's f- fun to sing fun to rap you know you gotta do what you gotta do when you're in the shower
1: i mean that that scene from we are the millers yes when he does when the rap that part. little white kid just like hits yeah. that shit perfectly so good that's one of the funniest it, scenes I've ever seen really of music is. performed in a movie. Like yeah, that is next level. Really, really fucking funny. Like when they all just turn, like, what the fuck is And he just nails it everywhere. He nails and it. And he's just like, he's got the inflections using the hands. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So good. it's still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh yeah.
0: Definitely the funniest part of that movie too. I think. Um anyway, so Dan, why don't you take us to your number one song to sing? in the shower.
1: So number 1 for me, I think this is another song that as soon as the first bar hits, you're like, "Oh man, it's it, that's it. This is Teenage Dirtbag by Weezer. Off of their self-titled album, weedus Um this song is perfect. It's um, great.
0: I just I'm just so surprised by this one. It's such
1: a big dumb power pop song. Oh yeah. But, like, what could be more fun? It's like one of those, uh, like, I think what's it called was the direct parody of this. Um, what was that song? Uh, the anthem or, uh, the, that big good Charlotte song. Uh, uh Little Things is basically the same song as this. Okay. Um, I mean, this song is almost a 90s rom com teenage rom-com in a song
0: it is yeah no really and that's why it's
1: perfect this is can't hardly wait the song and that's (laughs) why it's amazing there
0: is a song called can't hardly wait but yeah but Um, it's it's so perfect yeah yeah this is american pie
1: this is american pie this is uh the funny thing i think about this is this song is so often associated as a 90s one-hit wonder this song didn't come out until 2000 i was just gonna guess that yeah Um, because i feel like it was very late in, but it was yeah. still very bucket hats puka shells yes oakley sunglasses yes
0: um so i can't wait for that to come back in style by the way
1: dude the, look at the fucking these dumb kids they all got it man oh i see the kids i saw a great tweet the other day that was like we need to prepare because these teens are gonna find on blue yabba di die oh no and we need to prepare
0: for it barbie girls coming back baby <laughs>
1: yeah. they're gonna start bumping len it's hey, I, weird. hey!
0: Don't talk shit on Len. That was my number one a couple podcasts ago.
1: Um, so this song uh, was recorded in in basically their basement of their mom's house, obviously. Um, and then self produced by the band. They had a couple people help with mixing it, but it's pretty much it, man. They that's did it all themselves. That. Um, the song was a significantly stronger performer in the UK. Really? Um, it was like number seven over there, certified gold, Wow, a huge hit. And then they would come home here and be relatively unknown. They'd be playing like state fairs and shit. Like they That's were crazy. like, they were like a minor hit on the radio. Really wasn't considered like a huge blowout hit. Huh. Here. Um, kind of sucks, man. All the vocals on here though, however, are done by the lead singer. Um, these are all done by Brown. Um, even Noel's verse at the end of the song, oh, okay, is also him. So he pulled
0: a little positive K thing. Little positive it. K. Yeah, did it all okay. himself. Did it him all himself. I like it.
1: Um, I mean, when it finally hits the big giant, ooh yeah, dirt bag. Oh yeah. Like who's, who's not into this man? Who, who doesn't know all the words to? I've got two tickets to. Work. Like it's fucking <laughs> incredible, man. It's so high register the whole song. It is. Song. Yeah. So it's, it is it's a so fun one to sing. To sing You're right. It is a really fun it, it, just, is, I, it just
0: really caught me off guard.
1: It's such a fun. So that's why I had to have it. I was like, yeah. like, that's what the shower is all about, man. I could put it on a cappella and you would immediately, or like totally instrumental. Mm-hmm. You would know every word of this. Oh, song. easy. It's yeah. like, easy. It's such a fun track. Uh, you hear it once, you remember it. It's an yep. earworm completely. For sure. Uh, yeah. So I had to pick it, man. It's, it's just perfect. Uh, you know what? I remember the one, we went to the one, uh, Wonder Years Home for the Holidays show, and they had Weedus open the show. They did? They did. I like, did not know that. Weedus played, and it was fucking awesome. Huh. Um, when Weedus, at the end of their set, played Teenage Dirtbag, all the dudes from the band like, crowd-served and like stage-dove out. That's awesome. Um, and they were like, check off my bucket list, stage-dive to Teenage Dirtbag, like, there we go. <laughs> um, it was amazing. And Weedus still sounded fucking incredible. Um, you can find, they have, like, a live session on, like, KXP, whatever the station yeah, is that yeah. does it the, in, like, the library. Really
0: nice. Oh, that one.
1: The one where, like, they're in, like, almost like a library alcove. I'm not sure what station it is, but I they I do one, and they, they have, like, good. the three women, like, background singing. Oh, nice. And it's amazing, man. You got to see it. It's okay. great. Uh, but yeah, that is that is my favorite song to sing in the shower.
0: I mean, it's a great choice. I just, I it wasn't jazz or metal, so I'm surprised. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> God damn it. Um, I'm a 3 de- I'm a real boy, Dave. <laughs> I know you. Are. I know you are. It's just. It's just surprising sometimes when you. And like you
1: can't. Uh, I guess you could sing it in the shower, but
0: yeah. Like, like we said in the beginning, it, showers for fun stuff. That showers that's, for that's fun. For, it's true. You know, none of this is. We're not like we're not trying to win any awards for most serious <laughs> podcast of the year by yeah. talking about songs we sing in the shower like yeah, this. Is, especially this is for fun,
1: and especially after mentioning so much about Tom Jones's dong. Yeah. Um. So, we're right. That, it did come up again. <laughs> it always does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for you, what is your first pick for a song to sing in the shower? All right, up at number
0: one for me is "It Wasn't Me" by Shaggy and Rick Rock. Just another. It's. Go- I know it's goofy, but it's just fucking. It's just classic. Yeah, Nineties jams, fun as shit. To sing. Yo. Plus, he talks about banging in the shower too. Yeah. So you know, you know that was the first thing. That that crossed my mind when I thought about was How many
1: songs are mentioning shower in the middle? Not
0: many. Not many, like, inside shower. Like, maybe rain shower, but not, like, inside your shower in your home. Yeah. Soaping up. Um, Which isn't exactly what he's talking about in this song, but, uh, you know, doing something up. Um, So this is the first single from his fifth studio album, Hot Shot. Actually came out in 2000, so it's not on track, but... I didn't realize he had this, that many albums at that point. Um,
1: Maybe we had Mr. Bombastic. That's true. That was but, the hit I remember before it? this.
0: Yeah, that's true. Another good, another good one. Um, it was the best-selling single in the UK in 2001, selling over 1.15 million copies that year. I don't know why it was 1.15. That's a weird number. Yeah, just do it over 1.1 1 million. 1 million. Um, <laughs> The lyrics are ridiculous. Obviously, they're amazing. The, the, they're so amazing to the point where, by the end of it, the guy realizes how full of shit uh, Shaggy is. Yeah, and that none of this makes any sense. He's on video. She's in. She's standing there while he's banging this other girl. And he just goes, it "Say wasn't it wasn't me. you." Yeah, just say it wasn't you. <laughs> like,
1: and he, the, his response is just what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. What Shaggy? That won't work, and he's like, "Jump."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the lyrics were actually inspired by a bit called "No Loyal Men" that Eddie Murphy uh, used in his special raw, um, which is obviously a great place to get your inspiration for lyrics. Um, and apparently, it was never uh, never intended to be released as a single. Um, and a DJ in Hawaii named DJ Pablo Sato uh, downloaded the album from quote, a, a Napster-like MP3 site, I won't name, which is hilarious. Like, basically just totally I think stole it was that shit. MX. Yeah, something like that. Um, but it's hilarious that he's just like, yeah, I stole this record, and found it. It was like, yo, it wasn't me, the best song on this record, and started playing it on the radio, and then, like, the Frankie Valley song, the line started blowing up, and people were like, yo, what is this? Play it again, play it again, play it again, and it took off. Um, so... <laughs> It was then uh, given, like, a full retail single release uh, the following year in February, and it's blew fuck up. And yeah, I video remember the video. Was was it. Huge. Yeah, the yeah. video was great, too. Yeah. So it's, it's, you don't normally hear of uh, Hawaiian DJs uh, finding your stuff yeah, from such popular. Such
1: humble starts from illegally yeah. downloading your song yeah. and playing it on his pirate radio station. This is amazing.
0: Um, so, the... <laughs> Obviously, this song is ridiculous, and the defense to your girl is ridiculous that it wasn't me, but that didn't stop people from actually using what is now referred to as the Shaggy defense
1: in well, court. That's that's up there with the uh, the Chewbacca the Chewbacca defense. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> Chewbacca's a Wookie. Yeah. he lives on the seventh moon of Endor with the Ithlocks. It doesn't make it sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> Just like this case. <laughs> He is a Wookiee from Sheik. Yeah, he is from the planet Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk.
0: But he lives on the 7th Moon of Andor. Does that make sense? No. See, <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a writer uh, named Josh Josh Levin from Slate who, who coined the term the Shaggy Defense uh, when he was re- trying to describe what R. Kelly was doing during his child pornography trial, basically saying it wasn't me, even though he was on camera the entire time. Yeah. So in 2010, a Virginia court case called Preston vs. Morton, in which an allegation against a driver accused of striking a man with a tractor trailer while he was installing traffic lights was refuted by the defendant, claiming that he was not the one driving the truck in question. U.S. District Judge Jackson Kaiser specifically cited the alleged driver as using the shaggy defense in his written judgment. That's so good. Fucking hilarious. Put, it was used by a judge in, the in a official written ruling. judgment. Um
1: this motherfucker is trying to use the shaggy defense. <laughs> absolutely
0: ridiculous that a judge actually referred to it as the shaggy defense in a, <laughs> in, in writing. Um, and then, additionally, in 2010, um, somebody named Chris Hayes—I'm not sure who he is—accused uh, BP, British Petroleum, of using the shaggy defense over their refusal to accept accept responsibility for the Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Yeah, basically Gulf, claiming yeah. it wasn't them, even though their fucking name was all over the goddamn. Rig, what yeah, do you like, call them? Oil rig, whatever, yeah. yeah. Clearly them. Then they spent, what, billions of dollars cleaning it up? Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice try, Shaggy.
1: We're sorry.
0: Yeah. Our bad. I just I just can't believe that, like, it's funny, It's funny, like, the Chewbacca offense to joke around that it's real and have, like, YouTube videos of guys breaking down how the Chewbacca offense could actually work in a court of law, which I have watched and is hilarious. Yeah,
1: it's just about confusing jurors. Right, basically, yeah. Um, making uh, false equivalences. Which, I mean, people do on Look, television constantly. Right.
0: And lawyers do as well because, you know, that's their job. Their job yeah. is to win their case, not to.
1: If you believe that this isn't true, then how could you believe this is true right. when they're yeah. so similar? And you're like, yeah. it's a completely different situation. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, George, you're not listening to me talking shit on your profession. But uh, no, just I think case, we're I'm more sorry. talking shit yeah. about how dumb juries are. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you ever see that Let's Go to Prison movie? No, I did not. Where they talk about, they're like, this mm-hmm. isn't the best 13 people you can find. They're like, these are the dumbest people on the face of the earth. And it shows like the one old guy, and he's like, it's like court TV, but I'm on the TV. <laughs> and the other guy's like, I'm just excited to be part of America's Jewy Decimal System. With them. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like. Complete. Because anyone smart enough is like, yeah, I'm getting out of this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, no fucking way. Yeah. Anyway.
0: That is our list. And I'm looking forward to my next shower because now I got even more stuff to sing while I'm in there. I don't know about you, but yeah, it's going to be an adventure the next time Next time the, the, the bathroom heats up. I had know? to
1: rehearse this morning to make sure these picks were, yeah. were just
0: right. I, I love it. Yeah. You, oh, practice makes perfect, Dan. So, you know, it's a good lesson for the kids out there. It does. Yep. All right. So that was the episode. Uh, let us know what you thought um, and what your favorite songs are to sing in the shower because um, – it's a funny fun thing to talk about for us and i, I was gonna do a nice lighthearted hearted one after the week off because it's a good way to get get the juices yeah back, absolutely you know? Thank, thanks for
1: coming back for sticking with us
0: yep yeah again apologies um, to everyone you know things life happens yeah this
1: is this is the real world yeah we don't know uh, we don't record in a vacuum because we couldn't afford to yeah <laughs> i would love to record in the vacuum of space yeah also you know Sometimes
0: you, uh, you know, you 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 mean to buy new equipment and then forget to for a few months, and then yeah. something breaks. And the classic,
1: like the check engine light's been on for months. Yep. Basically, the check <laughs> engine like...
0: light was on my computer, and I just ignored it, and now it's like in a ditch. It's like, yeah. it's like
1: why won't it turn over? Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah exactly. It
1: could have something to do with this. <laughs>
0: yep. Um, so yeah. So this was fun. Uh, hopefully, you guys all enjoyed it. You guys and girls all enjoyed it. And um, don't forget, as always, to like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you're kept up to date on the new episodes when they come out because you know we missed one and you may have been like what the fuck what's going on um so it's good to know you know we're coming back you may need that notification to know know to come look for us again so um go ahead and do that dan tell everyone where they can find us
1: all right you can find us on twitter and instagram under at dnd music factory that's the letter D, the letter N, and the letter D again, followed by Music Factory. Uh, you can find me personally at, at LukewarmSteveAustin on Instagram, and D-